Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. All right, so now for the August giveaway. If you have yet to leave me a rating and review, I'm giving away to one lucky winner a copy of The Perfection Detox by Petra Kolberm. It's all about taming your inner critic, living bravely, and unleashing your joy. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, head on over to your podcast app of choice or open up iTunes, leave me a rating and review in the month of August. So you have up until Friday, August 31st to leave me a rating and review, and then I'm going to pick one lucky winner. So as always, this helps other alpha females find this show so that they can learn how to create work-life harmony for themselves. So you're helping out your fellow alpha female and potentially winning a book for yourself. So thank you always for listening, and I appreciate you if you leave a rating and review. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 133. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Dr. Stephanie Gray. Stephanie is the author of the best-selling book, Your Longevity Blueprint, and the owner of the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic in Hiawatha, Iowa, where she practices. She is arguably one of the Midwest's most credentialed female healthcare providers, combining many certifications and trainings. She's got a lot of letters after her name. So in her book, Your Longevity Blueprint, Stephanie shares the most progressive functional medicine testing options currently available as well as created your longevity blueprint nutraceutical products. So she can take care of you from gut to hormone health, optimizing your nutritional status to your genetics, and even detoxing the body. Stephanie is really excited to share her expertise with the world. And her team has actually put together a website simply for our listeners. So if you go to yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash alpha, you can get a ton of information. We share the link again later in the show, so you don't have to write it down and it's in the show notes if you want to go to my website. 
but she shares how you can get the book for 10% off or any products and you can subscribe to her mailing list as well. So we recorded her episode at the beginning of June. This is airing actually today, the day that it's airing is my wedding. So, um, it's really cool that I can record things in advance, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Dr. Stephanie is so poised, well put together, but really shares some vulnerability about how things kind of fell apart for her as she was trying to take care of others and the things that she changed to do better by herself and by her patients. She's such a giving woman that we actually finished recording and she asked me if there's anything she could help me with. And I'm currently solving for painful periods. And so we started talking about progesterone and how I could test for that properly so that I could actually talk to my integrative practitioner here in Ottawa. She's such a giving woman that she actually gave me a few more resources. She didn't want to get off the phone with me. She sent me a copy of the book. So I'm hoping by the time that this airs, I'll actually have done a book review as well. So I'll link that up in the show notes. It's an amazing chat. I hope you guys enjoy it and have an amazing rest of your day. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited to get to know you. It was um, it was really cool to be connected through a podcast booking service. And when I started doing a little bit of research on you, I was like, yep, she's an alpha female. So when I sent over the definition of what I believe an alpha female is, what did you think of it? Well, I'll echo a bit of what you said, because I love that you've coined this term when I think alpha, I think dominance and power, but not in a negative way, in a passionate and confident way, but also not becoming an alpha male either, you know, while maintaining some of that femininity. And I'd say there are a lot of what I'd consider alpha females in my life, many of which are business owners that are also juggling that, you know, work home balance. And when I think of these women, you know, these alpha females, they're the ladies that I want to socialize with. They, they lift you up, they empower you, they inspire you to be your best and use your talents for good. So I think of them as being the movers and shakers, how to change the world for the better. And how do you see yourself as one? Well, I definitely would say I'm a mover and a shaker. I tend to have a lot of, um, whatever you call it, irons in the fire at one time. I'm just out to make a difference in the world, a difference for my patients. Um, and I would say that I'm also, at least I think I'm pretty confident, but hopefully I don't come across in that, um, the male or the, the maybe cocky more way. A, yes, yeah. a negative way. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's why like, I've done so much work around this definition and really trying to get it out into the world because when somebody hears off a female, they immediately think cocky because of just the way the term has derogatively been used against women instead of for women. So um, it's funny because like, I have a lot of work to do around making it a positive term because still to this day, people are like, they'll, they'll ask me like, oh, you have a podcast? And I'll say, yeah, the Alpha Female Podcast. And they give me this look and I'm like, I know what you're thinking. Um, but if you listen, you'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cool. And I actually want to get into this with you because I find it fascinating when I have functional practitioners on my show, but, uh, and I don't think we've had this conversation really in depth, but I truly believe that when an alpha female hasn't figured out the balance of masculine and feminine energy, which is also a theme of the show, um, that it leads to dis-ease in the body. So do you see in your patients and people that have reached out to you a ton of quote-unquote alpha females? 
So I don't specifically do energy medicine, but I do work to balance hormones. And so I don't know if I should go down that path. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not the energy medicine. It's more so that like alpha females usually uh, have stronger masculine energy. So we've been overachievers, hard workers. You know, we haven't learned how to just be or relax or bring feminine energy into our world. And um, it usually causes disease in the body. So from that perspective, do you see a lot of like overachievers, hard workers, A-types? Absolutely. And the challenge with that, I think, because we're out, you know, we are the movers and shakers, we're doing so much, we have a lot on our plate. If we haven't found that work-life balance, we can burn out. And then what happens is we're further robbed of more of the female hormones because stress will literally deplete our hormones. (laughs) So our progesterone, our most soothing, calming hormone further gets depleted, um, (laughs) which leads us more uh, to be more, I guess, having more of those male characteristics versus the female. So I think, you know, being an alpha female is great as long as we can still maintain that balance and reduce our stress so that we still have higher levels of those female hormones. Yeah, it's interesting because... When I first um, started working with uh, a holistic practitioner, I started seeing a naturopath when I was a fitness competitor, and we always tested vitamins, minerals, and hormones. I was on birth control at the time, so of course, my hormones were always balanced, and that was never brought up to me like, hey, this is always going to keep showing up the same way, but my cortisol was always super high, and I was never really told to be like, you know what, we need to address this because if you were to get off of um, birth control, uh, your hormones probably wouldn't be balanced anymore because of the just like the constant high cortisol in your system. Um, so I find it fascinating now going back and looking at my test results from those early years, I can see kind of the warning signs um, that my health practitioner just didn't kind of point me towards. Um But when we look at how you take care of yourself, like I want to kind of shift gears because I, I love finding out how my guests are taking care of themselves, not just their clients. Um, and we're all about work-life harmony here on the show because balance, especially for an alpha female doesn't exist. We, we pick our priorities and then just take care of ourselves as we go. So how do you structure your work-life harmony? I think this is totally different for everyone. And, you know, I'm someone who I'll fully admit I spend a lot of time at work, but I love my work and, you know, that's required in my life at this point. And I think what was really important for me was to just finally accept that, you know, no one has this work-life balance 100% (laughs) figured out that perfect is a bit of an illusion. Um, Sometimes you look at others and you think, oh man, they have this figured out. And in reality, they, they may not. I I read an awesome book. I don't know if you've heard of Christy Wright in the business boutique, but in, in her book, she described balance kind of the best way that I've heard it because she writes that balance, you know, makes you think of a scale that needs to be evenly weighed on both sides. Like, you know, the time you spend at home and work and that's not always realistic. You know, balance isn't necessarily about equality, like having this many hours at work and this many hours at home. I think what can happen, at least what, how, our balance can be destroyed is when we ultimately aren't able to spend time on the things that we care about. And then we get stressed and frustrated. And she describes that state as being an inconsistency in our life between what we value and what we care about and what we're actually doing. And she says a stress and anxiety are caused when there's a disconnect between our values and our behaviors. And 
you know, that's what we don't want. So, so what I try to do, knowing that I have, you know, I spend many more hours at work as I just want to be 100% present in whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to align my time and my schedule with, you know, where my priorities are, which means I have to recognize that taking care of myself is not a luxury with, you know, the 15 minutes I have extra in the day. It's a responsibility to myself. And so I have to say no to many things uh, outside of work because I have to allow my outside of work time um, for um, activities like yoga and deep breathing and reading things that I really enjoy so that I know I'm there isn't a disconnect that I'm choosing what I want to do with my time. Mm, yeah. And that's why we did away with the term balance. Like I usually, um, tell guests if they use the word balance on my show, that I'll kick them off because, Oh no, <laughs> because it doesn't exist. And it's right. Um, it's such an old school term. So it's fascinating to see how many, um, people who have platforms are, are talking about how the, the equilibrium doesn't exist. And that's why I built into the definition, you know, she picks her priorities and what makes her happy. And then, um, just simply takes care of herself as she moves forwards towards her goals. So I love hearing that you, um, you know, because work is your passion, you love it. You spend a certain amount of time doing that per day. So you have to say no to things that are not going to keep you healthy so that you can work. I, um, was watching, uh, an online business coach talk about how she actually treats herself like an athlete. Um, in terms of her self-care and her health care, because if she doesn't perform in her job, she's not taking care of her clients. So it was kind of uh, neat to see someone actually talk that way because you can see so many people now in the online world really running themselves into the ground and having this like this badge of honor. And I just choose not to um, surround myself online with those people, but I know they still exist. Like I only worked four hours last night, but I got my, my, my launch out and um, same in, I'm in the corporate world and it's the same thing. You know, someone saying like, I stayed up till 4am solving this problem. Cool. But how were you the next day? Um, so it's great to hear that you have learned the value of a no. And as I was watching kind of your book trailer on your website, um, for the longevity blueprint, I saw that you personally, um, had kind of a health scare that taught you, I need to take better care of myself. Would you share with the listeners, um, about that time? Definitely. So I'm from Iowa in the United States and I was raised in what I consider to be a really healthy family. My mother always cooked, you know, meals every evening, fresh food that we would even grow. And we had, we had, we were taking our vitamins and we were always involved in physical activity. We saw a chiropractor. I, I really was blessed in that I was raised in what I consider to be that, you know, kind of epitome of health. Um, but then grad school hit and starting a business and <laughs> all kinds of things piled up. And long story short, um, sitting at my desk one day between patients, I had what I thought was a great morning. I didn't even really, I was clearly not in tune to my body. My body was so tight and stressed. My heart started racing and a lot of people have experienced palpitations, but my, I had beyond palpitations. My heart was beating really fast. I had what's called tachycardia and kind of walked down the hall at my clinic and almost passed out, ended up going to the emergency room. And, um, long story short, you know, this was uh, my wake up call. It was, I couldn't sleep at night because my heart was racing constantly. And I had, I was the only revenue, revenue, I can't talk <laughs> revenue producer at our clinic. I had employees to pay and patients to help. And I needed to get my life back on track quick. And, you know, 
the listeners might even think, well, if you have fast heart rate, can't you take a medication to control it? And yes, that's what conventional medicine offered me. Um, but I knew that there was more to more my story. Since I practice functional medicine, I knew I was going to have to treat myself using the functional medicine principles I use on my patients to really get to the root cause of my problem. And, you know, stress was one huge variable for me. I was clearly in a fight or flight state that I didn't even recognize until that had happened. That's so fascinating. Yeah. It's like, we sometimes think that we're functioning, um, at a really high level and everything's going well. And we don't realize that it's just the amount of things that we've put on our plate. Um, the responsibilities as well, it sounds like that will kind of bring us to our knees and be like, just a little knock on the door. Hey, I know you can take care of yourself better. Like, I'm just, I just want to send you a little reminder. Um, and for me, it was the same when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2014, my body was just saying, Hey, you can do better. You're going to be fine, but I need you to take care of yourself. Um, and it, when it's one of my missions to teach people proactive health so that they never come to that point. But I'm also learning that people don't want to um, do that unless there's a pain point to solve. So how do you kind of navigate the, the proactive versus reactive healthcare world? Well, gosh, I wish I wish all my um, I shouldn't say patients. I wish patients, individuals that weren't my patients <laughs> already would come to see me earlier in life. So that we could, you know, test them for food sensitivities and balance their hormones and fix the nutritional deficiencies you were alluding to. You know, there are so many amazing functional medicine principles that I really outlined through my book, even looking at genetics. You know, there are things that had I have known that I had all these genetics, all these, you know, all these variants <laughs> that were really setting me up for this perfect storm, maybe I would have taken magnesium or, you know, not drank caffeine or did more calming activities versus the more strenuous cardio. But I didn't have that information until, you know, dun, 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 I was, I was desperate. And so I, I have some patients who they do want to be proactive and they'll come in ahead of time, but the majority of them are the reactive because they need help and they need it now. So I try to do educational sessions at our clinic to get the word out and obviously encourage new patients read the book as well, just so that they're aware. Some people don't know. They just they think they're healthy. And so they don't know how to be proactive. But those are the, you know, foundational functional medicine principles that we try to teach at our practice. I think it's just um, the proactive healthcare kind of warriors just having these conversations over and over again, so that yeah, it just finally clicks for somebody because they may have heard it, you know, for the hundredth time on a podcast. <laughs> what would you say you are most passionate about right now? I pretty much am living and breathing functional medicine right now between uh, we have a supplement line, we have a functional medicine practice, and then I obviously wrote this this book. And uh, the, you know, the reason behind all of this is to help patients get to the root cause of their problems and gain their quality of life back. I just see so many patients who have struggled for years and seen numerous doctors and they just haven't gotten anywhere. And it's heartbreaking, you know, that they they've had years of their life really taken away. And I love it when they have that light bulb moment where the patient can can really understand, oh my gosh, it's that gluten that I've been <laughs> eating that's causing my muscle pain or that's giving me brain fog. And I just, that's so rewarding. That's what I'm passionate about is just helping the, the desperate patients finally, you know, get to the root cause of their problems. Mm, I love that. Okay. So let's um, get into a little bit more of how you take care of yourself. Um, how would you answer, how do you nourish yourself? Well, I start every day with protein smoothie, gluten-free, dairy-free, no sugar, no fructose. 
and I, while I'm drinking my smoothie, I uh, read my devotional. I just feel like starting the day right is so important. I have to get my mind right, even for my team to be able to get to work and, you know, get everybody on the same page. I, I value being organized and being early. So I'll get to work like seven or seven fifteen, you know, before my team arrives and get hydrated, start drinking my water, <laughs> take my daily vitamins. <laughs> Cause once I start seeing patients, that's all, you know, gone. So I, I try to take my, uh, all my vitamins. I, I really try to eat to nourish my cells and avoid the stimulants like the caffeine that I mentioned. I avoid the gluten, the dairy, the fructose, just the inflammatory foods in general. And I like to meal prep um, on Sunday so that I have my salads for the week. So those are kind of the main things that I do on a daily basis. Depending on the season, there are some other things that I would incorporate. I, I love taking silver through flu season just because that's antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal. I'm exposed to a lot of sick people and I don't want to get sick. So depending on the season, there are some other things that I might do, but, um, I failed to mention on the way to work, I'm usually listening to a podcast, you know, something uplifting to, to also just, again, get my mind right for the day. Yeah. Nourish the brain for the day. Yes. Mm, that's cool. Um, so I love that you're a meal prepper too. Um, and that you bring your food to work with you. Are you eating every few hours or because you're with patients so much during the day, you kind of subscribe to like breakfast, lunch, dinner type meals? Sure. For the most part, I'm a breakfast, lunch Maybe I'll have a protein bar like mid-afternoon um, if I feel like I need it. Or if I have a lot of healthy fats for lunch, you know, like avocado on my salad or whatnot, I'm usually pretty good to go until dinner. I try to not snack, <laughs> um, but it kind of depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess it also depends on how busy your patient roster for the day is as well. Um, do you have a weekly fitness routine? Yeah, so I've always been a runner. I just... I feel like running just really helps me reduce my stress and clear my mind. I get a lot of my thinking done. I feel like when I'm on the on the treadmill or running outside, but I learned that I needed calming activities. <laughs> so I started doing yoga and you know when I initially started it, I I mean I couldn't even sit still. My body was just so restless. I just couldn't I couldn't figure out how do people do this? How do people <laughs> you know do yoga? And now I love it. I just, I cherish that time. I, at least once a week, midweek, I feel like Wednesday, midweek, I have to do yoga just to get me through the rest of the week. And then at home I'll do like, I was a dancer. So I'll do like bar three. If you've heard of <laughs> those sort of classes, bar I'll classes, do that yeah. at home. And, and then I'll stretch too. I, stretching is really important. I'll do deep breathing and stretching. Too. That's so cool. Yeah. That was, um, one of the things that my naturopath was kind of warning me about, like going back to the cortisol conversation, I was training for fitness competitions, doing two-a-days in the gym, and then I had transitioned to obstacle course racing. So I was doing still heavy weight training and running to get ready for the races. And she's like, maybe it's just all of the exercise you're doing. I'm like, oh, okay. I see that all the time. I, I'll have patients even who will come into my office and say, I can't lose weight. And their cortisol is just jacked up 24-7. And, <laughs> you know, their cortisol is literally high all the time. We have to teach our bodies, you know, that we want to facilitate the normal circadian rhythm. Higher cortisol in the morning is great, but we've got to allow it to decline at night, being lowest at night then so we can actually sleep and our body can rest and rejuvenate. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I wish more practitioners and even um, it's such a it's such a simple thing for you know quote unquote conventional 
doctors, like our, our family doctors, our GPs, you know, if, if they're doing an annual blood test at the, the very minimum, um, just being able to have a conversation with patients around cortisol is something that is so easy um, to be had, even if they're not interested um, in functional medicine. Totally agree. I think they don't always know um, what to do about it. So, if they, you know, if they find cortisol high in a patient, conventional providers aren't always trained in, okay, so what's the application? What do we do to get the patient to reduce their cortisol? And I think, sadly, that's why it doesn't even get checked because the doctor doesn't know how to address it. That's true. Yeah. Or they, yeah, they can't prescribe a medic or they could potentially. Um, but it's like, have an Epsom salt bath every single night. Like I would love, I would love a doctor who would actually like write down on a prescription pad, like three things to do in your daily routine in the evening. (laughs) Right. Just lifestyle changes to reduce overall stress, which is the the root of all chronic disease. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the things I tackled right after my diagnosis. My listeners know I'm like an Epsom salt bath fanatic because that was such an easy way for me to just like signal to my body, hey, you need to slow down. It's time for bed. Um, I also wasn't getting eight hours of sleep. So that was also my way of, um, teaching my body to relax, get some beautiful essential oils in the bath. And then I'm like, Oh, Oh, now I'm so ready for sleep. Um, what would you say are some of your daily habits for reducing stress at the end of the day? Sure. So, you know, I will also say one of my big triggers, um, I had obviously fast heart rate, but that was oftentimes after eating, which, you know, it took me a while to, you know, put together. And so gluten was one of my huge triggers. And so I I feel like one of my habits for reducing stress is actually reducing those stressful foods, the, you know, inflammatory foods. So I just try to eat very clean. And um, I like, I like to, I don't, I'm not always compliant. I have to preach to myself every day, but I try to do deep breathing over lunch. I'll put a sticky note on my door and just say, give me five, 10 minutes, you know, no interruptions, because you know, I'm not exercising all day long, but I'm constantly talking, moving, you know, getting a game plan going for a patient, whatnot. And I just need downtime. And so deep breathing over lunch helps and listening to calming music. I'll just go on YouTube and play some relaxing music, deep breathe, try to meditate for 10 minutes before the afternoon starts. I love that. We have a, we have an open concept office here. So I feel like I need to just make a sign like meditating. (laughs) So, so someone just doesn't like walk over. Yeah. (laughs) We heavily incorporate supplements into, you know, our practice. And one that's made a huge difference for me, uh, it sounds like magnesium has made a huge difference for you in the Epsom salt baths, but I, and I do enjoy those from time to time as well, but I take calming herbs, some adrenal support at night, and I take uh, magnesium chelate, an amino acid chelated capsule. It's a very well absorbed version of magnesium. And then some L-theanine if I need it. I don't always take it, but L-theanine is a very safe calming amino acid. It really doesn't interact with anything and it'll just kind of take the edge off. And so if I need to, I'll, you know, if I've had a really busy, stressful day, I'll take one of those and that directly will reduce high cortisol as well. Yeah, I take um, magnesium bisglycinate as well in the evening. And what's the other something? I take Alcar in the evening as well, just because I take so many throughout the day that um, it was easy to add that one to my evening routine. And when I was first trying to reduce my stress, like when I was um, back in 2012, 13, I had just left a very toxic relationship and was experiencing insomnia. Um, and I remember 
uh, using like 5-HTP and melatonin. Um, uh, and now thankfully I've programmed my body to relax after Epsom salt baths, but I remember being, you know, quote unquote prescribed those by my naturopath, which helped so immensely, um, just kind of downregulate. There's such safer solutions than taking an Ambien, you know, or a benzodiazepine, all these strong addictive drugs that can be hard on the liver. There's so many other natural options. I was having, um, it was breakfast with one of my fiance's, um, friends and his wife. And he like fully confessed he's going to lie. He never listens to the podcast. So we're good. Um, but he fully confessed to taking NyQuil, uh, to sleep. And I was like, I need to bring you lavender essential oil. Like, please, please let me bring you a diffuser. Like I just jumped, I just jumped on it. I was like, I can't let this go. (laughs) Not good. And and people are, a lot of people are, they're taking the wrong thing. But again, I think because they just don't know about healthier alternatives. And I feel like I just saw an ad on TV, though I minimize my TV watching, but for NyQuil without the cold medicine in it. And I was just like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to look. I'm I'm not even, I'm not. Okay. Uh, this is one of my favorite questions because it always gives a little bit of, um, you know, hindsight learning, but what would you go back if you could and tell your 20 year old emerging alpha female self? Well, I would definitely reinforce to her to chase her dreams, you know, to not give up, to push, push forward, because that's something that I think is so important. Um, but I'd also remind myself to while pushing forward to really take time for self care, because clearly I neglected that and came to bite me in the butt. I mean, again, I thought cardio was all I needed. And I thought it was fine to juggle 20 things at once. And my body was just burning out. And so I would I would definitely tell myself that it's okay, it's required, it's a responsibility for taking time for self care. And then I, I think I'd also tell myself just from a business standpoint, uh, to hire out and to delegate to my weaknesses. <laughs> um, I've always heard play to your strengths and delegate to your weaknesses. You know, don't try to do everything. There are other people out there, just got to find them who can help you with your weaknesses. I think that's hard for someone getting started. Like we'll think of like a brand new entrepreneur, um, or a brand new side hustler. We don't always think that, um, you know, we can just from the start, like we need to put in our time, we've got to figure it out for ourselves before we can delegate. Um, and you hear over and over again from people who have learned the hard way that if they had delegated so much sooner, it would have just like reduced pain points, uh, around stress or too much time spent on something versus just hiring it out. Totally. And I was, you know, very convicted with that myself. I just didn't want to hire anything out. I even was cleaning the own, you know, cleaning the toilets at my practice, vacuuming the floors. And (laughs) I think back to everything I did, you know, and clearly I, that's part of why I burned out. I just needed to, I now have a cleaning service that comes into the practice (laughs) twice a week. I have someone separately who just files the charts. I have, you know, I have someone who helps me with the books. There are all these just little pieces and it only takes them each a few hours per week. In reality, it's actually saving me time because I can produce more revenue (laughs) if I see a client (laughs) than if I'm, you know, vacuuming the floor and cleaning the toilets and (laughs) whatnot. So I had to learn the hard way, but I'm happy to be where I'm at and I'm learning to be content with where I'm at and enjoy the ride too. Because sometimes I think we get so caught up in the ride. This is awesome. It's, you know, maybe exhausting, but it's still exciting at the same time. And I I don't want it to be exhausting. I, I you know, again, I'm learning to delegate out and I'm learning to be content with where I'm at on the ride. Mm, That's so cool. 
So now that you're not cleaning the toilets anymore, um, what is a current pain point that you are trying to problem solve for either in your business or how people perceive you? Sure. I think I do. I just know that I do better when I'm, you know, one-on-one with a client, a patient, our employees. I, I'm not excellent with technology, as you probably um, learned just from me, you know, learning how to even do Skype with you today. So I don't like texting, emailing, you know, Facebook messages as much just because, well, A, I don't always have time for them. I get so many messages on Facebook and it, I, I'd rather just talk in person, but I'm in the age where technology is, you know, king and social media is out there. And so one thing that I'm kind of learning to problem solve for is I can be um, very blunt and maybe can be perceived as more of that negative you know, side of alpha female, maybe that's how people could see me at times. Um, and I don't want to be seen that way through technology. So I'm learning to use emojis, you know, like smiley faces and just things that I would never take the time to do that because I'm a very direct person. And, but I'm learning that in this, this world, yes, it's important how I'm perceived across those types of communications. And so I'm trying to learn to slow down and think about exactly what I'm writing and um, gracefully add the smiley faces and, and whatnot so that I'm perceived um, as the alpha female that I want to be. I have the same problem. And there uh, now I'm in the, my full-time place of employment is actually pretty laid back. Um, so it's a place where I probably could put emoticons in like an actual email. But for the longest time, I was always misunderstood on emails because I reply with a sentence. I don't do the hi, how are you? Um, no, I don't either. <laughs> sometimes don't even sign my name. Like I'm just like, no. And we, we communicate with Skype at the full-time job. So I've got like the Skype like animated emoticons. I'm like, this has solved all of my wow. problems. No one will misunderstand me now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's true that that's usually kind of like the direct, short, blunt um, type communication skills that we've been taught. And I believe it's also because... I learned that in a quote unquote man's world. Um, and that's what helped me get ahead. Um, but someone who loves niceties and getting to know a person is just like, why is she so cold? Um, so I think that's going to be a pain point that I solved throughout my entire career, but I'm okay with that because it's kind of, it's kind of fun to try on different communication styles to see what works. Um, well, it's been an absolute joy um, getting to know you. We have one last question, but before that, I know you want to give away some free resources to the listeners. So will you share what URL they can go to and we'll make sure it's in the show notes? You bet. So if you go to yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash alpha, there will be a free download um, that really is three PDF or it's a three tip PDF on how to boost your hormones naturally. And then you can also access my book on that link. And there will be a 10% off discount code. Excuse me, it's called Thanks Alpha for purchases at yourlongevityblueprint.com as well. Cool. That's awesome. Okay. So leave our listeners with my favorite question, but what is your definition of happiness? Sure. So I believe happiness is really honoring one's authentic self and how they approach life, which can be different for each person. So, you know, currently in my life, I'm finding happiness in overcoming challenges or difficulties that I'm facing, but still reaching outside my comfort zones to accomplish various goals and ultimately dreams. 
I believe that happiness is enjoying and delighting in life with an attitude of gratitude and ultimately feeling content and satisfied with how I've challenged myself to grow that day. But every day, you know, we again have to challenge ourselves, and we have to get in that, that mindset. So it's a uh, continued mindset. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for making time for us today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for the invitation. This was fun. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbeldrin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.